1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app.
3: Napa Know
2: Hey guys, Ryan Satin here from Wrestling Cheat Radio. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable vault hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo or with your friends to take on insane new enemies. Score loads of loot and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Mayhem is coming September 13th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature.
0: All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Then we'll just do a regular uh, smiling one.
4: Cool. How does it Does it like this? Cool. Okay. Thanks, dude. How are we doing this? All right. Cool. <clears throat> Welcome everybody to another episode of the Raw Recap here on Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host John Roca, Ba-dum, and I'm joined this week today, as always, of course, with the editor in chief of Pro Wrestling Sheet, Ryan Satin. He's thrown a lot at me this morning. My brain is spinning. He's going to do a lot of interesting things, which you will be talking about in the future. But today we're talking about Raw. How are you, man?
2: I am doing great. Hey, you know what I realized, Roca? What's that, bud? Is in the episode. That got corrupted that we didn't put oh, out last yeah, week yeah. of Raw. Yeah. I realized that the one thing that we didn't address okay. readdress because we did address it on the first one that, that, that got messed up, but we yeah. didn't readdress it on the SmackDown recap. Right. Is the seat change for those who watch on YouTube. Oh,
4: were people complaining about <laughs> but,
2: it? Not complaining. Just a lot of like, hey, you're not gonna talk about the fact that you guys aren't <laughs> that you guys have switched positions here. Uh, so yes. You are not tripping out. We did switch (laughs) seats. It was my call. I apologize for those of you who have had your world rocked from it. Uh, But I I don't know. There was something about this side. I liked it more. I tested it out during the the SmackDown recap, and... uh, Gotta say, I like this side more. I'm sorry, Roka. Yeah, so. well,
4: it's all right. He thinks he thinks because I win most of our arguments that if he sits on that side, he'll win ah, this ah. argument. But he won't. He won't. We'll see oh. how it goes down.
2: It's too fucking early for that, Roka. Oh no, Scott Satin. I'm sorry. Oh, there it is. It's too early done. for that, Roka. It's done. It's uh, done. done. Me in my potty mouth. I'm working Scott on it. God
4: Satin, What have you raised?
2: All right, let's. Try <laughs> but I loved Raw last night. Raw was fantastic. I thought Raw was a great show.
4: Raw was so much fun till the end. That's what I would say. Okay. Raw was a blast until the end. And that ending was like, I just wasn't, I don't need to see a 10 man like tag we're each, but we'll this. jump into it.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah okay. For that's, that, that reason. That was my it. reason. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's
4: jump into this thing. Steve Austin, as I said, he starts this thing off big time. Stone Cold Steve Austin showing up here from Madison Square Garden Walks right on down. Huge pop. Of course. Love it. Not a new, got a new t-shirt that you can get on WWE Shop Zone, which wasn't working last time for some reason. I had a weird little icon when I clicked on it because the shirts were $12 and I was like, maybe i I'll get that Uso shirt once and for all and I clicked on it and it was the New Day saying hey we're working on it the site is Ooh. down for maintenance and I was shocked that that actually Ooh. happened at the WWE anyway Stone Cold coming out walking down to start the slobber knocker of a contract signing the chants start almost immediately and it's incredible goes through this whole thing talking about his time at MSG talking about that match with Bret Hart fighting The Undertaker stunning Vince all kinds of stuff and the Chants are in full force and Steve really wants. Wa- lays right into the movie.
2: I knew the What Chants were going to warm your heart. I was, <sighs> oh. When I saw them happen, I was like, ah, this is the one time where one time where it's okay to do it. Okay. When it's Stone Cold there, it, you under, it happens. It's going to happen. Yeah. I also like that Stone Cold is the only person who ho- who holds the power to stop the What Chants. He does. Like, There's nobody who can be like, hey guys, give me a second. And they'll be like, yes sir, Mr. Wrestler or Mrs. Wrestler. Uh, but I like that when Stone Cold, when it was happening during the Seth Rollins thing, and then <laughs> Stone Cold tried to take it back, he, he, they were watching him, and he went like, Well, all right, everyone, oh, yeah. hold on a second here. Let me get this out. And they all just like instantly shut up, which I love. I love that the, I mean, obviously, it's Stone Cold freaking Steve Austin. Yeah. He withholds uh, the power of, uh, 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 everyone has the respect for Stone Cold Steve Austin. The man speaks, you listen. Uh, True. But, but I loved it. So I, I love this whole segment. But, but yeah, the, the just in general, him coming out and talking about his history, mm. and MSG, and just the Vin's story. It warmed my heart. Like, I I love Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. so much. He's my all, one of the all-time greatest and, and one of my personal all-time favorites as well. And so, to see him out there doing that. And I had watched a clip. Someone had posted the clip on Twitter of him doing the stunner. To Vince for oh, the yeah. first time the one that he was referencing um, I watched it earlier in the day so I was already I already had it fresh in the mind and I was like ah, oh, yeah that was awesome when that happened mm. I mean that whole thing I, it was just great where it was like he was talking about uh, like all right well you know I'll I'll step in line you know I know you guys want me to step in line and then Vince takes the mic back and he's like yeah great great you'll step in line and he like does that thing with the mic where he like pulls it back like, mm, no and he has to finish his thought Oh, I went like, God, Stone Cold is so captivating on screen. And it's crazy that that was however long ago now. And he's just as captivating when he wants to be. I mean, when he he intros Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman comes out and Braun Strowman puts the handshake out there, even though he was talking kind of a little bit smack about Stone Cold the week before on Raw. And Stone Cold tweeted about how he saw it. And just that moment, I love that Stone Cold can make you want to see him wrestle someone. Without even speaking if he, yeah. if you don't want if he doesn't need if he doesn't want it, he's one of the few in my opinion who can pull that off. and just that thing when braun put his hand out and Stone Cold just like stared at it yeah and like and you can just see like <laughs> just like the, the, the a, a, a picture into his mind of just like a whole montage playing in his mind of the best stone Cold Steve Austin stunners where like, He, like, looks at it, and stone cold of old. Yeah. Stone cold of old would have just instantly hit him with the stun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There would have been no question. He would have Mm -hmm. dropped him on that stack of dimes he calls neck in a heartbeat. But I like that he just stared at it, and you're like, oh, like a little kid. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And he's just staring a hole in Bron's hand and kind of just, like, rubs the back of his bald head like he's thinking. And then he's like, and next Seth Rollins, And you're just like, oh, Bron's going to... Get it. He's going to get it. I also, before we get to the rest of this. Yeah. I applaud WWE for not using Braun Strowman. Sorry, uh, Bray Wyatt here. I think that everybody has expected that that because Bray Wyatt has been, or the Fiend, has been interrupting all these legends promos. Or every time there's a legend in the ring, it seems like he pops out. And everyone, and he was kind of teasing it a little bit on social media by talking about a rattlesnake or whatever. Um, I love Bray Wyatt right now. Mm-hmm. But Stone Cold is Stone Cold. There's two. He can't, he, yeah. he can't be treated like a Jerry Lawler. Even Mick Foley. Like I'm so, I love Mick Foley. Mick Foley's the reason I got into for wrestling. One of the great. One of my all-time favorites. Right. But like he's a little less protected than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin can't just take that mandible claw like that. It, had, it would be a big, big deal in my opinion if they did that. There's
4: only two people who can't take it: The Rock and Stone Cold. That's it. Those two people cannot take it. Triple H can do it for them because he's in the business. He can do it for the business. Hogan can take it. Flair can take it. Edge can take it. All the, Cena even can take it because they're all still kind of, in a way, connected to the business, right? Stone Cold is a, not above the business, but Stone Cold is like an untouchable icon. I think with Stone Cold— And he loses credibility if you do that to him. In not so eyes, much credibility, face, yes, because— In my opinion. Be, well, no, no, what I was going to say, to piggyback off that, Stone Cold is someone—and
2: The Rock, too, to a certain yes. degree. Those two are two guys— who, if you... F- if, I almost used the F word. If you screw with them, yeah. they're going to get you back. Yeah. Like, Stone Cold can't just take a Amanda claw and then be gone for a few no. weeks. You can't do that to Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's not, that's not who we know Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. You, if you appear and you give Amanda McClaw to Stone Cold Steve Austin... He's gonna be back next week, and he's he's gonna be out for vengeance.
4: He will destroy your Firefly Funhouse. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's he, gonna kick that door yeah. into your Firefly Funhouse. And he will stunter all those he, puppets. Yeah, exactly. And you,
4: on top of it, and, and Sister Abigail as well.
2: Yeah. So I, I think that you know I, I I liked that he didn't get involved in this. Yeah. Um, but but I do like that he talked about Stone Cold Steve Austin yes. later in the Firefly Funhouse, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um. I also liked in this segment when Seth Rollins did come when Seth Rollins comes out and he's playing into the what chance. I like the way he played into it. He yeah. like normally hates him, but on a night like this, he loves him. Um, I don't stand hating the what chance. It's ridiculous.
4: <laughs> yeah, he tries to stroke the fire between uh, Strowman and Austin, and then he signs the contract. Uh, Strowman says he ain't hitting anyone from behind, and blah blah blah. Then he signs the contract, and just when everyone is feeling hunky dory, and there's handshakes all around. Boom! The uh, uh, music of the OC and AJ hits. They come out, and AJ immediately lays into everything that's happening here. Um, he gets mad. He gets mad about the what chance. Here's the thing: I know you're a heel, but you also got to know how to play with the what chance when you're a heel. I agree with it. No, the second you go, "This is why people don't want to come to New York," that's so lame for a heel to use that. That's like a fifth grade level of an insult. And yeah, but I the people who hilarious. are what chanting,
2: and no offense, oh my but the people God. who are what chanting get fired up pretty easily. So when you say something like that to them, they're like, they're mad. I don't know. I actually thought he played into it well because I thought that he did the cadence on purpose to let it happen, then spoke through it really fast on purpose to show that he's not going to be subjected to it. But then still turned it around on them when they kept trying. I, I actually was okay. thinking the opposite. I was like, man, I thought AJ did a great job powering through it. And I also loved when Stone Cold did the classic, like, I can't, you know, I don't know if you heard they got 20,000 people here yeah. calling you an asshole. And then AJ just went, shut up, Steve.
4: Yeah. Which, I don't know
2: why it made me laugh so much, but I was... I was cackling when he said that.
4: They called him an old fart, and they called him an <laughs> asshole.
2: So but the I, old fart I, I don't thing didn't really like, like much it. More... I didn't like it. <laughs> it was more so. Much... Shut up, Steve! Like, I don't know why it made me laugh so much.
4: Yeah, I was just like, this is weird. He seemed like he, it seemed like he was thrown off by it, and that's why I was like... And maybe that was the part he was playing, to be kind of, yeah, like, unsettled was, and upset about that's it.
2: That's what I think he was trying to do. Yeah,
4: okay, okay. I don't think
2: it was like he was being yeah. taken off of his game a little bit. I think he was playing into it on purpose. Okay. And I also loved... While he's speaking, that you can just be so cold, slowly setting up for what's to come. Like, oh yeah, he moves the table as they're getting yeah. in. He moves the chair out yeah. of the way for him. Like he's not like scared of them coming. He's like he's like inviting. Them. Okay, well let's move this chair out of the way. Right. Let's get the table while you're talking. Like ah, I loved it. And then Seth just <sniffs> diving in with the punch and braun rolling in and getting them out of the ring I once again I, I'm sorry I love this this whole segment this,
4: because this segment here was great this yeah. area of the segment was fantastic I, I mean
2: I love this entire segment okay. I was I, from beginning to end because I was man when they knocked the the Oco gals and Anderson yeah. out of the ring and, and AJ's like rolling back in there and you just saw Steve standing behind him just just wait, and you just... I, the, sometimes wrestling just brings out the child in me again, yeah. and it was one of those times where I just... When he just... You see Stone Cold behind him, and you just... I This is the second time in this segment where I just was like rubbing my my hands together. I'm just like, oh, yeah. AJ's about to get it. You know mm-hmm. <laughs> AJ's going to get his ass stunned. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. And, and it, it, was, it was great because he didn't do a stunner... At the reunion thing, right? At the, whatever it was, the right RAW reunion, yeah, right? RAW reunion. So we like didn't get it then. So we were waiting for it here, right? And you know, like when St- you can tell when Stone Cold just been like itching to stun someone because he does the whole like he like flies down afterwards and does the whole like shaking his head in their face thing and just like you can see the veins just like popping out of his neck because he's and he when he gets up he's just doing like the most vicious middle fingers and he's just like his whole body tightens up, and you're just like so pumped, ready mm. to watch him drink a beer. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. loved it. Yeah,
4: I can tell he loved it. Yeah, and I, lo- I enjoyed it too. I had a great time with it, and it was nice seeing him do something. He didn't full go full start like AJ. Like cheated a little bit. He did the one thing, which bothers me. But maybe he did that to also protect Steve a little bit, so the the pressure is not on him physically too much. Slamming into the mat—that's certainly possible. Uh, but yeah, in the end, great stuff. And you saw Steve waiting for him in the background. A great camera shot there, like you mentioned. So good. All of it, a lot of fun. I don't think it's leading to a six-man tag any time soon with Stone Cold Stone. joining up as Strowman and all Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, I uh, would love
2: to see Stone Cold wrestle again. Yeah,
4: yeah, it would be a blast. But just when we're, like, catching our breath off of this situation.
2: Although, I will say.
4: Yeah. And he probably wouldn't agree to it. Okay.
2: If Stone Cold can hit four stunners. Okay. Three stunners. Let's say you'll need three because it's six-man or four. Let's do four-man. Yeah. He could have been in a he technically be in a match not in a match but in a six man like that Does that like ruin the sanctity of his retirement if he's like if he's just like on the apron in a six man and and comes in hits he, some stunners and then you know Seth hit,
4: you know pins someone is that bad You don't bring stone cold to be a finisher He is not Ninth inning. You don't call him in in the ninth inning. Stone fights through the middle innings. That's, what he, that's what's so great about him. Yeah. And he finishes it off. That's what he does best. Uh, I, I think it's more a matter of you know his wrestling. You know, Can he do it anymore And at his age and the physical injuries? Saying, though,
2: he can I don't know if in. he wants want stunner,
4: to. That's my thing. Yeah. I
2: think that he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to be seen as an old-timer who just comes in in a match, right. does one move and leaves. I understand that. I also think that him donning his... Black trunks and vest means something too. Okay. So, like, if he, he, you can't, he can't, he can't do that for like a six man where he comes in just for a stunner or two. Do you think
4: he'll be the referee for this match? Do you think they'll announce it, a special guest referee? He'd be great.
2: Maybe, and that's too late now. Yeah, they would have it? done it last night. You would think, or All at right. least this morning. All right, I don't think so. But fantastic, man. I just yeah. Anytime Stone Cold's around wrestling, you just go like I just want to see him wrestle again. Yeah, I just. Gotta be cool. I, I know I sound like such a Mark fan here when I'm like, can Stone Cold just come in for one? Minute? I, I realize it's just the the child in me who mm-hmm. wants to see his hero in the you know in the ring one last time. It's the same thing what he did here, so it's yeah. It's, it's, it was still awesome. I loved everything Stone Cold did
4: last night. Fair enough, I agree. I did too. Uh, he left. He leaves AJ in the ring there, reeling from the stunner. They come back from break, and Cedric Alexander runs down to their ring to start their match. Cedric versus AJ. This is a fun match. Did you S- like that setup of things? Oh yeah, I did, I did too. It, it felt realistic. Yeah, me too. I liked right? it. Hey, yeah, we got to move on with the show, what,
2: and because of what happened last week, where AJ and the club beat right beat up uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah,
4: and you know Cedric runs down that gets involved. Good match here and Cedric gets the pin. No. Uh, I mean uh, what? It was a DQ. Oh, sorry, DQ, sorry. Later That's on later Cedric, on. Gets, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the DQ happens here, but it was a good It was a great. Honestly, was,
2: they gave them a, g- a good amount of time, surprise. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did a really good job here. I thought that uh AJ did a lot to they're 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 clearly trying to give Cedric Alexander a big push here. Yes. And I'm super pumped about it because yeah. I've been a Alexander fan for a while now. Yeah. Um and I've been saying that he's worthy of a big push on any of the main roster brands. So I'm pumped about this. Um, but the match itself it was great. Man, that uh Michinoku driver he oh, did yeah. where AJ like almost folded his whole body in mid uh, pump, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh and just the whole match I I I really, really enjoyed it. I thought they blended really well together. Mm-hmm. Um and I I was bummed mm-hmm. with the way it ended with the DQ, with the club yeah. attack instead of right, right.
4: But you knew that was coming.
2: Which I did expect it to come. Yeah. Uh and at, I was bummed, but it was one of those circumstances where I go, oh, well, let's wait until the show is over. Right. And by the end of the show, it was all yeah for naught. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I thought it was a
4: great match. Yeah, I thought so, too. And you're right. They're pushing Cedric more and more. He's certainly more present on social media and people are responding he's retweeting people and all this kind of stuff so this is happening step by step and it's great to see uh and unfortunately he's not in the king of the ring tournament anymore uh but you know we'll get to that in just a second so I we'll see where think- they're gonna line him up is he gonna take on aj next for that title that's of my guess. yeah
2: especially what happens at the end of the show that's yeah, yeah, my yeah. guess that we get cedric versus aj class of champions but right. uh you know, I think actually the Cedric, Alexand- Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, mm. Baron Corbin to a certain degree are their 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 runs in this King of the Ring or their matches in the King of the Ring, whatever, not run, but they're different separate matches uh, in the King of the Ring. Chad Gable too. Yeah. I don't know if I said him already. You did twice already. Uh, sorry, I love Chad Gable. <sighs> uh, Baron Cor- no, I didn't say him twice, did I? It's your second time. Oh, that's second time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, those guys, uh, they, I think that they're proof that like just letting wrestlers have dope matches on Raw and SmackDown will get them over with fans to a certain degree and and make them... More respect to the fans, because a guy like Baron Corbin, we'll get to his match later, but like a guy like Baron Corbin, they go, oh, he can't wrestle. No, it's just he's been in four-minute matches, and it's yeah. really, really hard to tell a good story in the ring in four minutes. Yeah,
4: but other people can do it you in know, four I, minutes, I no problem. That. So I don't think the criticism is unwarranted. It's
2: hard for them, too, is all I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's sure. hard for everybody, anybody,
4: but that's to tell what, a good story in the ring in four minutes. Exactly, but that's and, what makes the great ones stand out.
2: No, the four-minute matches aren't what make the great ones stand out. No, I'm
4: saying no matter what situation you're thrown in, you can make it work. That's what makes the great ones stand out. Just don't go give you a four-minute match. You come all over yourself, and you know it.
2: Well, yeah, but you, you're talking about Stone Cold Steel. It's a very specific. Stone Cold at the beginning could it's one have of given you four the greatest of all time.
4: No, just, that's what I'm getting at. The great ones can do that within the four minutes. I bet, uh, I bet uh, Becky could give you a great four minute match. I mean, the great ones can do it. And that's the point. I mean, yeah, I, hear, I don't know a point you're trying to make. Here. I hear your criticism that, that oh, it, 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 people were bashing Corbin. No, we were legitimately bashing Corbin because he was boring, whether it was a four or 20 minute match. He's only gotten better as he's understood his character more more and more and that's where we start to come across that's why he's over now because people like what he's doing more and more and he's gotten better at it that's my point
2: so before you interrupted my point <laughs> that i was trying to make uh by kind of saying the same thing in a little bit angrier of a manner oh. so what i was saying is all it's cool that these long the, the, the wrestlers getting these longer matches yes. to a certain degree are getting letting them showcase their skills a little more is all i'm saying yes. that and i think that it it helped that you see that like oh that, you know, as great as characters are in story building, that the, the matches, too, are also important. Yeah. And that... The, I like that the King of the Ring has been a vehicle for athletic matches. They are sure. they weren't rushing all of the matches, and it, most of the matches, for the most part. And so I like that we're seeing... More athletic matches, and people are getting over because of it. And Cedric Alexander is a great example. Yeah,
4: of that. yeah, certainly. And I don't disagree with you. They're getting, they're being showcased. Yeah, that's all. I So know. where we go from here, though, it's like it?
2: Baron Corbin can't show his skill as much in a four-minute match. It's more difficult for someone maybe of his st- of his level of skill or whatever. But. You put him in there with mm. a, a guy like a ricoch- guys at like Ricochet and Mojo for 15 minutes, and look what happened. Yeah. You know, they put put on a great
4: match. Absolutely, absolutely. And so they'll get over with the fans. Now we'll see, though, how over they really are in terms of fan reaction, in terms of merchandise mm-hmm. sales, in terms of uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, social media conversations about them. All that stuff factors into this stuff. So you're setting, you're seeing Cedric, seeing Buddy Murphy. Certainly, Ricochet has been over for uh, since he showed up, and we'll see what happens with Corbin. But those guys, they get the opportunities. Yep. And we'll see what happens from. Here, yes. you hope they do. Just because they can wrestle great doesn't mean they get over. There's a lot of great wrestlers who don't. Grand Medalik, who we'll talk about a little bit, oh, never given was... a bad match that I've ever seen. Yet here he is struggling to get over with the I fans. Know. Same thing. Was he in the King of the Ring?
2: It was not all right,
4: and that's what I'm getting at. Well, they gave <sighs> an opportunity
2: though, and I just ah, I'm yeah. worried that it wasn't what they wanted from him. Yep, yep. we'll get to that though. Yep,
4: exactly. Let's move on to the four. There were the four women uh, tag matches uh, teased here, but then Roman oh. Reigns comes out with the Connor's Cure stuff, which I thought was really sweet. Very nice. You know, and uh, all the different people, and they get to be announced as little kids. And... Now let's
2: critique
4: it angrily. No, I'm, just, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that they used Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids can't wrestle. Why do they get names? No, uh, it was great. It cape? was. Oh, <laughs> no,
2: great. I loved it. I loved it. it. Was yeah. I mean? Look at it. It's not like I was like a. It's a very nice thing
4: they do. Yeah. Yeah. What's your you feeling about that? Because there was some draw. There was a controversy about it a couple of years ago with the former commentator. Remember, he said that he's the one that kind of pushed Stephanie. Oh, no, yeah, and Justin tri- Roberts. Yeah, Justin Roberts. So he pushed it. Do you think, like, did that finally get resolved? We just kind of moved on, and they're doing nice things with it. So that's what's important. I never
2: looked at it in a bad way, so okay. I don't okay. know. It's hard to say. Cool,
4: cool. Just want to get your take on that. All right. So let's get to it. The four-women tag match happens here. Did it surprise you that this was early on in the show like this? Yeah, it did a little bit, especially on the heels of that opening promo, explosive promo, explosive back and forth with everyone and Stone Cold. I was shocked it was here, but maybe they did it because, you know, you gotta let the show breathe a little bit and then come back to that 10-man tag at the end. I just
2: felt like the whole... But it was a
4: long match. I just felt
2: like they could have had that 10-man tag be the start of the show. Like... What do you do with Stone Cold? Oh, then? No, no, like they do the contract signing with Stone Cold. Oh, and then all these people run out. Dust up happens. Oh, okay. Then they have the ten man tag, and they should have closed with the four horsewomen at MSG, you know, in a in a uh, in a tag match. And then <coughs> when Becky and Charlotte win, yeah. Stone Cold comes out. We've been saying Stone Cold is like Becky Lynch this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're trying to get Becky Lynch back there. It's a good suggestion. I think it would have done. Way more wonders to have Stone Cold come out there and christen the daughter of his all-time favorite wrestler and the female Stone yeah. Cold that everyone was talking about, you know, and cheers them. And the three of them sit there in the ring pouring beers down on their faces would have been so much better than, no offense, I love Cedric Alexander yeah. you heard me gush over it. Yeah. I also love the Viking Raiders, but like...
4: <laughs> We're now faces... Yep.
2: Who are now faces exactly? Like it was so out of left field those guys being involved in that they're, they're they're getting they're they're moving up. Yeah. But the Viking Raiders have been beating up jobbers for yeah. for the past few months, and then they weren't even on TV. And before that, they, they, their premier their debut was a joke because of their name. Yeah. So I was like, should sure that have been Becky Lynch? We just saw her. She was just on Stone Cold's show, mm-hmm. giving him a stunner. Yeah. They could have shown that, and then him, you know what? And then even played off of it, like, whoa, whoa, don't do it again. Yeah. It would have been great. You you already did wonders for AJ Styles by having an interaction with Stone Cold, and Braun Strowman and Seth already had at the beginning. I I just felt like it would have made so much more sense here with the whole, the way the man gimmick has been going. I don't uh, disagree with you. To close the show with with Stone Cold and and the two (sighs) top pillars of the women's division. Do
4: not be surprised. Do not be surprised that there is some... How can I say this correctly? Uh, Do not be surprised that there's some jealousy in the back. There's always jealousy about who's going to be... Right, and maybe Rollins, and maybe Strowman are alike, or even Vince at his age. Maybe they're just like, well, we can't end it with the women." Hey, I'm I have the belts. Maybe there's some a little bit. We should get the shine from Stone Cold type thing. There's certainly possible. I and mean, Ma- you do Ma- have them in there with the Universal
2: <laughs> Champion and the Tag Team Champion, right. so I get that.
4: Right, but you also have Bailey and you also have uh, 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 Becky there with their championship. So I mean, like, there's all kinds of things you could have made to make it work what well, you're suggesting, and it would have worked great, uh, even the hesitation of Stone Cold, to get that stunner from yeah, Becky. Like, hey, even hey, that. You even know, that would have been done just first for yeah. Becky Lynch. Absolutely. But I think that's what it is. I think the men are worried. And Becky is the top star. I don't give a fuck what Rollins does. Becky... Sorry, Scott. Sorry, sorry Dad. Becky <laughs> is the top star. Top star. No one else comes close to Becky. No one. I don't care who you throw up. No one. Not The Fiend. Not freaking Strowman. Lesnar. Lesnar. Uh, maybe I Rod guess Lesnar. No, not Rousey. Lesner. Rousey's not more People famous I than hate Becky Lynch. Rousey. Whoa, well, what? No one hates Becky.
2: About who's more famous, though? I thought you said.
4: No, I'm not famous. I mean, for the sh- for wrestling. Okay, okay. Now, of course, Rhonda's more famous than Beck. Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. She is. I'd like to know who does the quotients for that. I'd like to find out. Is it like MMA? It's like this mainstream thing? It's UFC. Mainstream. Yeah, do you want to see the numbers on UFC from this weekend? It really doesn't that great.
2: Well, there wasn't someone like Ronda Rousey on the card either. Who was on the card this week? Khabib is not someone like Ronald Rousey. Come on, man. I didn't realize he fought this week.
4: Poirier as well. They fought each other. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying to me that that's... Khabib's only famous because of Conor Greger. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, I don't You're going out of control. I'm going to yes, for that one. Probably. By, by Khabib's <laughs> people, be careful. I know. Connor is, someone, Connor is someone you could argue is could be as famous as Becky. And ironically, they both He's Irish.
2: way more famous than Becky Lynch. He's
4: probably famous. Connor McGregor? More famous, more famous than Becky, yes. I would say Okay, famous. I was going
2: to say, yes. come on, Roca. But I'm saying, that was. Does Chad Gable this? That's
4: a rival. <laughs> you mean mess it up? Um, what I'm saying is this situation. What I'm just saying is that I agree with you, and I think it would have worked better because Becky is so goddamn over. Yeah. And it would have been great to have them sharing a beer. She's going to be on the cover of and the even, video game. Yeah, and even if she did do the stunner, that's the thing. He could take a stunner from her and lose no credibility. I agree. Because she's at that level. The Fiend and is not at that her. level. He can't hit her. Right, he can't hit her. Exactly. And Charlotte could even look at that and go, hmm, and walk away from it.
2: I, so, I, anyway. I, I feel like you don't actually have the stunner. I mean, yes, it would have been huge. But, like, yeah. just even the, the teeth if she had been, like, a little kick tease, you know? Like, and he, oh, you know, I would have been huge. Like, Agreed. I, so, but Agreed. I don't want to harp on that too much because no, the match th- was fantastic. The match was fantastic. They Just, gave them like 20 minutes.
4: Yes, top to bottom, great stuff. I mean, so they took such hard bumps in the ring, outside the ring. That belly to Bailey, or Bailey
2: to belly to the. To the guardrail. Oh and, yeah. Oh damn. Well,
4: the suplex on Charlotte from behind yep. as well. Good God Almighty, out there and Sasha was taking super bumps. All of them were taking Fantastic yeah. bumps. No, they and, were. They were. They came to play. Yes. And then you're like, damn. And this is what. And you look, damn. You go, that's wrestling. That's premier wrestling. And that's why those four are here. And in my opinion, the rest of the women are still down here trying to get to here. And that's how it is.
2: Asuka's up there with them.
4: Oh, sure. When she gets the chance to When she gets the her. opportunity, Which yet. she rarely does nowadays, unfortunately. But yeah. And so I think that's fantastic. And it tells you this is what you want to see. This is the taste of what you want to see.
2: That's soon. honestly why I felt like it should have main evented. Yeah? I- and I feel like the women...
4: Went out there to prove that.
2: Yeah. Like, you know that they were like, wait, we're not main event anymore. Like, you're getting the four horsewomen and finally in a tag match. Right. Uh, the two besties versus the Boston yeah. Hug and You're not going to main event with that. Like, and they're, you're going to main f- event with friends. the Viking Raiders, right. who
4: you barely even have used that much right, you know? That's what I'm getting at. It feels a bit, I'm not going to say like, what's against women or anything. Like that. I'm just saying it's a bit uh, archaic in the approach. It, I mean, the ladies are leading the way now. Ride the train.
2: I agree. They should. I they, they, they mean, they're, they're, they're definitely some of the most popular people in the company, yeah. unquestionably. Uh, and they showed it. I mean, that
4: match yeah. is so good.
2: Uh, I, I also don't think there's a problem with Bailey losing already. I, I saw a lot of talk about that. Oh, to
4: Charlie? To,
2: well, people were going, you turn yeah. Bailey heel, and now she's already losing. And I thought to myself, well, no, to me. Because oh, she
4: took the pin. Because she took the pin. She always takes the pin, though, man.
2: <laughs> but yeah. also to me, I feel like they're 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 setting up the building blocks for Bailey's actual heel turn. Like, yeah. yes, she has started the heel turn. I think that the chair attacks were the start of the heel turn. And much like I said last week, and I'm not sure if this was on the recap that uh-huh. that did air or didn't, but you know, I, I get this vibe of like Sasha being like the Palpatine to, to Bailey's Anakin Skywalker where yeah. she's trying to bring out the evil in Bailey. Like she's like, like you got to feel it. You know, mm. like you got to bring it out. And I feel like to get there, because I feel like her next promo wasn't the heel promo everyone expected. No, where no. She came out, and, oh, oh, you know, it was like, what? I'm trying to teach people about friendship and blah, blah. Well, this is, yeah. And so I think mm. the building blocks are being in place. I think that first she did that and then it didn't work. And she had to resort to the chair again yeah. by the end of that thing with when she was attacking Charlotte. Um, then she's still trying to be the old Boston hug connection. She has a hard felt, you know, hard hitting match or whatever. Yeah. Um. But at the end of the day, she can't get the job done. Right against Charlotte, the one that she really wants to that right. she hates that she really feels like is just undeserving of everything she gets. Right. And then I feel like she loses the title. I, I feel like she's going to lose the title at Clash of Champions. I feel. Okay. I feel like we're getting. Because right, isn't it Bailey versus Charlotte, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and Sasha versus Becky? Mm-hmm. I think they're both losing the titles to help with the draft somehow. I think that okay. Charlotte beats Bailey and down on her everything. Mm-hmm. Bailey then helps Sasha beat, beat Becky. Becky. Okay, and turns full blown heel, and the, all the losses finally get to her, and she becomes this dark Bailey that we mm-hmm. kind of all want to see. Um, And I think that these losses only help build to that, where she finally realizes, like, I have to be like Charlotte. In order to beat Charlotte, I have to become
4: Charlotte. To be the man, you gotta beat the woman. To beat the woman, you gotta beat the woman. Yeah. Well, but this is also true. And uh, uh, this is my thoughts on this Charlotte and Sasha are two naturally gifted over wrestlers from the beginning. Bailey and uh, Becky have always had to work harder to get over with the fans. Right, they were the third and fourth yes. Beatles, so to speak. Yeah, and that's Sasha and Charlotte are essentially John and Paul, and so. They have to work hard. But because they have to work harder, when they turn heel, full heel, the fans go along with them because they understand the underdog aspect of yeah. wanting to stand out. I think Bailey has a chance to eclipse Sasha like Becky has eclipsed Charlotte. I think so because they are from the ground up. And there's something strong about that. Both of them wanting to do it since they're... And of course, Charlotte, did, Charlotte got into it eventually later. Sasha certainly, uh, at a younger age as well, was into it with Eddie and all the influence there. But... I think with, with Bailey and with Becky there's this kind of groundswell of like underdogness that will be a foundation for their heel turn that fans will go along with. And if Becky starts, Bailey starts coming out in black stuff and starts doing some awesome heel promos, say goodnight. She will eclipse Sasha.
2: She last night I noticed she was wearing uh, the jacket she was wearing was like an NWO uh, Hogan, like a Hollywood Hogan like font. That said, Bailey, and it was black and white. Her jacket, and I was like, hmm. But I also didn't know she's worn that a lot. I, I didn't. It didn't ring. I wasn't positive, but I did notice that it was like black and white Hogan-esque, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot yeah. of that. History. Although I don't know if I agree that Becky has eclipsed Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is on the top of her game too. Charlotte is killing it lately. You can't say Charlotte's not killing it lately. Too. I'm not
4: saying Charlotte's not killing it. I'm saying the Chiefs are a good team. The Patriots are better. Becky Lynch is better. Why do you always the have these sports analogies? Right, to throw me I off. <laughs> Use like a movie what analogy. else do you know? You're what? a movie guy. I know movies. All right, movies, fine. What's well, like a sequel that's better? I don't know. <laughs> Lethal Weapon is great. Lethal Weapon or 2 is almost as great. Okay. Yeah, Lethal Weapon 2, is Charlotte. Lethal Weapon is back. No, you're insane. You're insane. You don't know what you're talking about. But I appreciate you being on the show. Oh, see. So- <laughs> All right, we have OC in the back with a pro okay anyway. Bailey takes the pin. This thing ends, it's fantastic. Yeah. But, but please, we've got to do something about if you're gonna
3: complain you to me you gotta complain to mic. me
4: about the what chance, I need to complain about the this is awesome chance. I'm tired of those chance Fans, come up with something new. Come up with something else. This is awesome as a default thing to say. It's boring. It's lost its weight. It has to there has to be something else you come up with organically. I was watching, I finally watched the NXT take over in Cardiff. That was fantastic. That those chants for Tyler Bay were incredible. Those are European chants because they're very similar to soccer chants. We as Americans can come. We landed on the moon. We should be able to come up with better chants than frickin' this is awesome for Three decades now. They've been doing it since ECW in the early 90s. Let's come up with something else. I need something else. It's boring.
2: This guy is saying rants about the nice, positive, this is awesome chant that fans uh, say when they love something. A- and, and earlier praises the what chant for 10
4: minutes. Wait, the what chants are connected to a wrestler. It's like, I won't bitch about this. I'll never bitch about this. But when you're doing the what chant during something non Austin related, you're showing your approval or disapproval. That's but this is awesome. <laughs> it's such a nicer chant. It's nice. I more know more.
2: This is awesome. Chance less
4: what chance. No, but I think people are just defaulting to it whenever the hell they feel like it, and I think they're misusing this. Is awesome.
2: I do think that although it was
4: valid for this match, I think people are misusing it.
2: Fair. I do think that people are. Overdoing that this is awesome. Yes. Champ. There are times when people chant this is awesome before the match has even started oh, five minutes in no before it's even started. Oh, that's even worse. So I fair but also you can't say that you love the what champ but then shit on the this is awesome. Champ.
4: I can do I can do it. What I like because America can't do is America. Make America awesome again. No, I'm just saying, like change. Just change the chances. Come up with. Something. We got to be able to come up with something. This is stupendous, fantastic, marvelous. There are many, many synonyms you can use. This for is awesome. marvelous.
2: Not as sound good.
4: Just say marvelous.
2: This is fantastic. Not as no. work either. Or how about just chanting glorious, fantastic. fantastic. That's a good one.
4: See, look at that. It's not that difficult. All right, let's move on. OC in the back uh, with their Exceptional promo. Exceptional match.
2: Exceptional match. Is that a good one?
4: <laughs> yes, that works. Uh, OC's in the back with a promo there talking about, uh, you know, that they're, they've recovered from the stunner and all what? that kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and I can roll with it. Uh, and then Dolphin and Robert Roode come out uh, and talk to them.
2: Yeah, I was watching this thing. You know, Roka's fun. loving this part. Although it was a, a big like, every time, every time Roca says that there's going to be like a new faction. faction, and I say no, and then they inch towards it on TV. I can see Roka like going at his mm-hmm. TV like, "Yep,
4: see, we're 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 on the same page here. Factions are in, dog. Uh, get on it. I I can't wait to see Dolph and Rude with an OC shirt on. That's going to be the crew. Also because Dolph's going to be the crew. Dolph radiates the OC." He's a surfer-looking dude, man. He radiates the OC. I don't think it's supposed to be an OC vibe. I know, like, I'm just he saying. He radiates
2: surfer. <laughs> he radiates surfer. He listens to Phantom Planet. He kind of looks like Sean What's-His-Face.
4: Uh... <laughs> uh... He does improv in L.A. It's does great. In LA. It's great. He's perfect. Uh, anyway, I guess it was a bit of a weird interaction, but AJ ends up saying, "I kind of like those guys." Really. Yeah, and shook his hand too. Yeah, just huh? not always the best on the promo on the on uh, the uh, improv bits, but it does all right. All right, it's Juan Rey Mysterio. He takes on Grand League here. I thought this was a good match. It just wasn't great, right? It wasn't
2: frustrating, and not like I should be frustrated. that It wasn't great, but yeah. it, it was. A, I guess I was a little bummed. Because they've had those just fire Andrade versus Rey Mysterio matches. And I was looking at this like, oh, cool. They're going to do the... It's going to be something similar. I don't know if it's just that Grand Metal League has been locked away, so to speak. That, like, he hasn't been been given the opportunities to... Just not solo. No, he hasn't been given the opportunities to shine like Andrade has. So maybe... Working a singles match that's gonna blow everyone away. Maybe he just needs to flex that muscle a little more (laughs) again first, because there were shades of it, but there was just something I don't know what it was. It just it never got out of the gear that I thought. Like the Andrade matches have kind of like built on top of each other, escalated into like a dope finish. I never felt like this one was able to kind of like keep building. It kind of stayed in the same position. It felt like.
4: Um, Do you think nerves? I don't know. I mean, because the, he paid deference to Ray at the end, and maybe there was a little bit of nerves for mm-hmm. him getting to fight Ray at the WWE. I mean, it's the first time they bought one on one on a show. I mean, he, it's possible. At MSG. It's possible.
2: Yeah. All those things are very possible. To me, though, I would I would just have to guess that it's, it's lack of just flexing that muscle. Okay. You know, is that he's been not doing solo singles matches that have to keep building on each other for yeah. so long now. I mean, it's been like this Lucha House Party thing for a while. He's yeah. been tag ma- relegated to tag matches for a minute now. I mean, it's been a minute since the Cruiserweight Classic. I don't disagree with you, man. I, I just feel like the, that, if you, if, you know, if, you're, if he's only in tag matches for so long or three-way matches, he doesn't have to, he can rely on the other guys and they all build off of each other mm. to get there. But maybe it's just, he needs to keep flexing that muscle again. Because yeah. I don't know what it was. I just It was cool match. Yeah, there was sure. cool spots in it. Just, I don't know, it, it wasn't that heater, Andrade-style match that we've seen from from Ray in the past few weeks
4: yeah. months. months, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. I thought there were some good spots. There were. But the overall uh, pace of the match or the look of the match or the feel of the match wasn't what you were hoping to see. It didn't live up to expectations. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, uh, let's move on to that triple threat match. Samoa Joe versus Ricochet versus Corrin. Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> Corbin. Baron Corbin. Uh, God damn it, Corbin won this thing in the end. But, I mean, it was a good match, although Samoa Joe was out of it for long periods of time, mm-hmm. maybe on purpose to kind of like, you know, give him a little bit of a breather, let, let Ricochet, uh, showcase himself and let Corbin showcase himself too, because Samoa is over. He doesn't need to be a major, a major part of this match. But in the end, Corbin gets it done after Ricochet. This is like old-school Nintendo 64, uh, uh, WWE, or WCW when you would play it. And you, your friend, you'd play in the triple threat matches. Your friend would hit the two finishing moves. Then you'd roll into the ring, hit your finishing move on your friend, and pin the dude. Uh, that's what it felt like to yeah. me. I used to win matches like that all the time. Drove You're one of those guys? Hit. Oh, yeah. It drove my friends crazy.
2: I have a friend named Spin. And he, I just walk around the ring. He beat me. We, we, I'm a firm believer in the video game yep. that you should not win unless you hit your finisher. <laughs> so, oh, rules, okay. And Good. yeah, James, my who works inside with sometimes James McKenna. When we play online, he does not abide to that no. law. I abide to that law pretty strictly. Uh, maybe I'm a baby face. I don't know. But I feel like you got to hit your finisher to win the match. I even have done it where I know I, could, I roll someone up knowing I could technically win just to mess with them. Because I'm like, I'm not a bitch. I'm going to hit my finisher to win the match first. Uh, but I have a friend named Spin, one of my good friends, who we were playing one of the 2K games years ago now. Uh-huh. And it was a Hell in a Cell match where we were both climbing up hitting our finisher through the cell, but then we'd pin. Someone would kick out. We were playing for maybe an hour on a cell match. And he, after a million finishers, everything, he then, were bloody, everything. He then rolls me up for a pin, and I couldn't kick out because the thing was so small. No finisher, no nothing, and we have not played since, and he still holds it over my head. Uh, He then moved to a different country. So so I couldn't get my rematch. uh, And now he's back from Japan. I believe that's where he was, Japan. All right. Uh, He's back from Japan. Now you want the rematch. And he has recently let me know that he is back in town Mm. and wants the match, and I'm like, oh, uh, we'll do this. We'll do this, and I'm going to play real dirty. Oh. I'm going to roll him up so quickly, he's not going to know it." Wow. I'm. Wow. Schoolboy city, baby.
4: So the You're rules, going down, spin. So the rules won't apply. Oh. You, you won't do the finisher. Oh,
2: the gloves are off. Oh, yeah. You know what really sucks? Okay. What's that? Is my brother and I were hanging out the night before he passed away, which oh. is obviously a sad situation, I know. Yeah. Not the thing that's... Him dying sucks, obviously. Of course. But we were playing... Uh, 2K the night before, we always played against each other since we were little kids in yeah. the video games. And uh, we had two characters. I'm Ricky Suave, and he had his own character, which he ripped off his his gimmick from Christopher Daniels when we were children because oh. he read it in a magazine and thought it sounded cool and it wasn't on TV. Right. So he called his character the Fallen Angel. Yeah, Fallen Angel. Total ripoff. Uh, but Ricky Suave versus the Fallen Angel. Ricky Suave, not a ripoff. Rico Suave is the song, not Ricky Suave. I know it's a it play is, but it's still that. a
4: ripoff. But
2: mine is a play off of that. Like, oh, you're saying it's blatant. Your brothers was blatant. Of, he's just blatantly stole Fallen Angel. Mine is at least part of the gimmick. Like, oh, Rico Suave. Everyone knows the name Rico Suave. The song Rico Suave. So it's like, oh, Ricky Ladies Man Suave. You get the gimmick oh, instantly. He's the ladies yeah, man. Suave. Ricky Ladies Man Suave. <laughs> he's a known man in my in my in my universe, WWE universe, but. Ricky Ladies Man Suave uh, went up against Fallen Angel
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: the night before my brother passed away. We were playing video games. That, that jerk beat me. Then he went home that night. Oh. And then he had the nerve to die the next day. Oh. And I will never be able to get a rematch. And mm-hmm. so Fallen Angel goes down in the history books as the last winner over Ricky, Ricky Suave. And to be honest with you, it's ruined Ricky Suave's career. I don't even <laughs> like to use him as much anymore because it's like, it's like his number one... He's, he lost when he needed to get the job done He's damaged goods. You know, and my yep. brother couldn't do the job on the way out. He yep. couldn't do the job on the way out. You're supposed to put someone over on the way out. You couldn't put Ricky Suave over <laughs> on the way out. Yes, yeah, that's why I'm the, the oh. tattoo. Fallen Angel still, because it's wow. like... It's a gimmick, for Richmond. I know. He see
4: him punked you. That's great. <laughs> he I totally love it. To, oh, he's
2: a total Hulk Hogan. He took the Can't belt, me over on the way out. But yes, you see what the problem, problem is, is.
4: Yeah. to get back to yes. where that all came from. Yes.
2: I kind of like the dick move that Corbin pulled well, it's there a, because he's a it, heel. He's, he's a heel. Though. It made it better, and you go, like, you shake your fist a right. little more at right. Corbin. Uh, and honestly, Corbin killed it in this match. It was good the match. Time. He was good. There was that one sequence where Ricochet comes at him. Kind of flips up like he's in a hurricane Rodham. but then he power bombed ricocheted down, lifted him up off the ground, then did that deep six where he spun like a hundred times first. It looked awesome. Baron Corbin, like you said earlier, has definitely progressed. He is he should not be getting he shouldn't have that same stigma he once had when he was the the constable. And I we pray I praised him sometimes then, but his match last night was great. Like the the work he did in the ring was awesome. Um And in my opinion, the right person went over here. I I, I think that Samojo, while. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. I I also don't think Corbin's going to win. I don't think he's going to. I think Chad Gable's going to win. I know we said this. I think Chad Gable's going to win. I do. I think it's going to be Gable (sighs) versus Corbin in the finals.
4: That's so so boring. All right. Anyway, Elias is so much better. No, I'm saying Gable winning would be boring. I don't think it has the same. King Corbin has it more. And then you start a program with Gable, Corbin versus Gable. Kind of, because maybe Corbin cheats to win or does something to win. I just don't
2: want to see it, the typical heel with a crown, cape, that whole thing. It's just so tired. It's so tired.
4: Name me the last face that won and was, like, memorable as King of the Ring.
2: Stuart, Wade Barrett.
4: Memorable, I said. Wade Barrett. I, hadn't mem- he, I had heard Wade Barrett in three years. Well, because he hasn't been there in three he's not memorable, years. <laughs> But everybody you talks mean. Why would about, you about King Booker or King Harley Race. Or even King Macho Man. This is the one that those those to you because when they,
2: they resonated with you when you were younger. Those were all heels. So was Joe Barrett. So was, so was I Wade Barrett. Nobody remembers Wade Barrett winning. People loved Bad News Barrett. And then he had the whole... The, your, You're insane. So off base. People here.
4: hated Bad
2: News Barrett. And before that it was William Regal, got I believe. And then him. there was Sheamus. Yeah. Sheamus did it too. Sheamus. Yeah. Nobody remembers. And this. I just don't want to see the same tired thing that we've seen so many times. I think... That's fair. A face just being like... Using it as like a a vehicle a launch pad is so much more uh will will be so much more rewarding down the line than Baron Corbin in a month and a half wearing a crown being like "I'm King Corbin and telling people what to do like he's a king. I just think it'll be very cliche and what we've seen with like ninety percent of the King of the Ring winners. Well
3: I hate to break it to you. I know. I know.
4: <laughs> you
2: sound like the rest of Twitter in my replies yeah, yeah. when I say that I want Chad Gable to win. Some things are
4: inevitable. All right, uh Natty versus Lacey's up uh here. This was a reverse of last week where Natty <laughs> Natty that. gets the win. It still was a decent match. Those ladies have good chemistry with each other, but for some reason Natty gets the win. So and I know she like,
2: was the heel for some yeah, she reason. She was the heel it was really
4: confusing. I was so confused and I was like, what is that? What are you doing here but and then also... But they also... You un- you're un- well, yeah. undercut Lacey a little bit by having her take the loss, in my opinion. But go tell-
2: 100%. Right? 50-50 booking there. yeah, Definitely. Uh, as confusing as it was, and as much as you go like, wait, what? What, is ha- what are they trying to accomplish with this? Yeah, I will say, props to Lacey and Natty, because as much as the crowd was confused, as much as they were ready to crap on it... As much as they started chanting CM Punk during the match. They really did. They were turned around by the yes, end of it. Yes. I won't say so. they had the crowd in the palm of their hands or anything no. like that. But they got that crowd to shut up with the CM Punk chants and to be invested in the match. So props to them for that. Absolutely. Considering they were dealing with a lot of confusing circumstances and were doing the crowd that was very ready to shit on
4: them. Yeah. It was a Rocky Four situation. They turned it around by the end. Yeah. All right. That, that movie reference you get. Got about, it. About sports.
2: Yeah, no, I got it. Okay. That good. I got. It. Cool. There you
4: got. It. All right, good. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know where this is leading to. Hey, you know what, though? What's that?
2: I know we're getting low on time. We are. I did enjoy all this Antonio Brown stuff.
4: You enjoyed all this Antonio Brown stuff? Is that his name? Antonio Brown, right. I enjoyed all that drama. I thought you said Antonio, no, Brown. Antonio Brown. No, Antonio Brown. Yeah, you enjoyed this? Is this that, is that, wrestling. That, That's why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, and even Josh said that yesterday on on our live episode of Collider Sports Time. He said, oh, no, Mark Ellis said that. He said, uh, this is no longer the NFL. Like, the commissioner is Vince McMahon. That's That's, that's exactly what I thought. And a lot of people were saying Antonio's going to end up in the XFL down the road.
2: I thought it was going to happen when he first asked for his release from from the NFL. Yeah. Um, This was terrible. This was heel stuff. I loved it. I I watched that video he put out, and I was like, oh, "Oh my God. That video was
4: horrible. What? The video where he's running around the yard screaming that he's free? No, that
2: one's also awesome. That one's no, awful. I'm talking about the one that he put out where he recorded his coach. Oh,
4: with John Gruden, yeah. by the way, which is illegal, illegal in California. Too, I know. Unless, but again, John probably gave him permission. I'm sure Gruden's not going to take legal action against him. No, but I'm sure Gruden gave him permission thinking he was going to use it to, to kind of— yeah, To stay on the team? Yeah, to stay on the team. And then I have him use it in reverse. Oh, my God. Nobody looked more with egg on their face like John Gruden did after that situation, but they got the job done last night, won the game against the Broncos. Oh, did they? So the Raiders congratulate. They, they, come, they it, moved past it. It
2: reminded me, though, of like when Brock Lesnar shows up on Raw and he'll, like, Beat up Michael Cole, and then there's like some arbitrary fine number that yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. the next day where it was like, it's like Antonio Brown is like $253,478 because of what he's done to the team. And I was yeah. like, wait, what? I also, this is how little I watch sports. I don't yeah. know if you saw my tweet, but when I was read an article, I was like, what's up? Why is everyone talking about Antonio Brown guy? And I'm like, read an article, and it mentions how one of his recent drama things that he had been involved in was he was trying to convince the team to let him uh, wear uh, an old school style helmet. Yeah,
4: that no one else is allowed to wear. So
2: I read that and my, my mind sees old school helmet that nobody else is allowed to wear and thinks that Antonio Brown wants to wear a leather helmet, like the old school leather helmet in the NFL so I'm like man this guy he's got frozen feet from cryotherapy and he wants to wear a leather helmet this guy's a pro wrestler I love this guy like (laughs) new stand and then I like I was like well I gotta find where's this leather helmet that he wants to wear like what kind and I'm googling and also I'm like wait the helmet's from 2000. 10? Yeah. That's way less cool, Antonio Brown. Wear yeah. a leather helmet, then come back to me.
4: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Those videos, were the, those are heel I videos. I loved them.
2: There's such heel things. Oh I was my like, God. oh, Antonio Brown gets it. Calling like, his
4: grandmother to celebrate his release <laughs> from a team that traded two picks to get him because his stupid ass couldn't wear slippers into a cryogenic chamber. For f- I mean, I was like, you're a dick. And I... I, I was never on Josh's side on this about Antonio. I'm like, you know, some teams, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But And Antonio's a great player, blah, blah, blah. But then this whole scenario absolutely soured me on him. And the fake apology, the heartfelt fake apology, that's he'll move too. Knowing he's going to leave the next day. So, you can be back on the team. And the second the team goes, we're not going to pay you like 30 million guaranteed. Get me out of here. Screw you. Oh, what's <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous.
2: I, I, I just, I laughed at it because I also, you know, I don't watch football, I don't watch sports. And so I, took, I just read, I, as you see, yeah, yeah. I just saw like, oh, that guy's. That guy's a heel. That guy's a great pro wrestler. Oh, he's a like, heel. That guy would be a great pro wrestler. Oh, absolutely. And I tweeted saying something like that, and so many football fans were just like, no, don't want that asshole anywhere near wrestling. <laughs> like, don't join wrestling. And I'm like, see? Yeah. He's already got heat.
4: Bring them over. Bring I tu- them over. I tweeted because there's a picture of the Patriots in the NWO shirts <laughs> in black and white, like they've taken a picture, and it's all of Belichick, uh-huh. Kraft, all of them, Brady. And I said, so- and I tweeted, I said someone needs to add, Anto- add Antonio Brown to this picture as the Dennis Rodman of the NWO. <laughs> and somebody put a sent me back a Photoshop thing of him in the interview. I was perfect. <laughs> he great. is the Rodman of the of the Patriots now. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, let's move on. Uh, we got to run out of time here. The 24/7 stuff happened with Inez Cantor and Truth It didn't mean anything. Uh, let's get to the Firefly Funhouse. That was you really enjoyed. I don't. Now I'm on your side. I don't like them promoing it after the break. But, later on, but they at least. Try, I was actually going to say they at least tried to change it a little bit by okay. not having Michael
2: Cole do it. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Who was it? It was, was it Bray Wyatt. Oh, it was
4: Bray. They
2: ha- Instead of having Michael oh. Cole come on and go like, "Okay," there's going to be an episode of, Br- of Firefly Funhouse. They had like a cut in where I was like, that. hey, Fireflies or whatever. Like, there's going to be an episode, a new episode of Firefly Funhouse. Like, right. Instagram." I actually thought that was smart. Okay. Because it keeps within the universe of that whole Firefly Funhouse thing. Okay. It doesn't kind of like make it feel a little like nerdy-ish by having Michael Cole do
4: it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So tell me what you thought of this and tell me what you think it means.
2: Loved it. Okay. Uh, I once again love that they're playing into, the, like, the mores going on here stuff where, yeah. like, when he pulled the hammer, they're like, no, not again, not again, not again, you know? Um, what does fixing the clock mean? So, before we get to the fixing the clock thing, he okay. also keeps mentioning that the people in WWE took something from him, and that's what invoked The Fiend. I'm really intrigued by that fact okay. first, because I really want to know... What the fiend, quote unquote, thinks, whatever, whatever invoked the fiend. Yeah, I don't know if it's taking away his family. I don't know if it's burning down the house. Mm -hmm. But something took something from him. Okay, and I I, I, that I'm really intrigued by that. I want to know what he's talking about. The 1119 thing. I love it. I thought that Bray Wyatt is so good at like his character's been really good at like. You know, starting new little mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was a great way of like planting a seed of something. You know, he's talking about you know the legends. He mentions finally kind of kind of get explanation of why he's been attacking the legends because every time they're in the same area, it messes with his head, mm. and that's why he wanted to attack Stone Cold, right? Isn't that what yeah. he said? Right. Um. But then you know he he, he couldn't attack Stone Cold. So he bangs the thing, and we get the eleven nineteen. Um. I genuinely don't know. Um, oh, you don't
4: know what 1119 is? What do you think it is? I think it's Revelations. The,
2: the, the Ezekiel 1119
4: thing? No, no, because no, well, like Stone Cold said three, no, not Ezekiel, Revelations 1119. What's that? It says, and the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in this temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and a great hall of destruction.
2: Go to Ezekiel 1119. Okay. I saw that when someone tweeted that to me. Ooh, I like it. And um, I know nothing about scriptures, but I saw this one, and this ah. one did also sound interesting to me.
4: And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh.
2: Ooh, interesting. I, both of those sound interesting. Yeah. I do think it's a scripture thing.
4: Yeah. Because you mentioned Stoke Gold, and Stoke Gold's big saying was 316. Yes. Right. And it went to John from 316.
2: 316 to 1119 11, 1119 right because right. the clock yeah, you're right he was talking about the biblical factors uh, the, the, the 316 was a biblical thing yeah he hits it it becomes 1119 right that's i agree with you i think that it's a biblical thing it's i saw, I saw a lot of people point out that 1119 was i guess the date the undertaker debuted um okay but i feel like that's such a stretch I, granted it's him removing the thought of one legend in his mind right. to another legendism, but I just feel like the three sixteen is so synonymous with with the Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think eleven nineteen is very synonymous with, with Undertaker. I think you really have to dig deep to I find agree. that.
4: I agree. It's not something you talk about. Yeah, it's not like, right. like oh,
2: 1119, Obviously, that's what Undertaker <laughs> did. You know, like I don't think it's one of those things. Um, and granted, the same thing yep. when you see eleven nineteen, it might not immediately ring uh, scriptures to you, but I. I think it's a scripture thing. I think that yep. they're trying to... They're, 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 this was clearly a seed planter for something that is a down-the-line thing. And you know what? I, Based on Bray Wyatt saying that The Fiend was going to be the coolest thing in wrestling when it debuted, way before anyone had any idea outside of WWE that this was even a thing he was working on, yeah. and it has rang true and has become the coolest thing in wrestling, in my opinion, right, right now. Right, right. I have faith that whatever he's setting up here, oh yeah, is going to be
4: cool. Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt, and uh, uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. But it was, but it certainly got the internet talking. Yes, at least wrestling internet talking. Yeah, everyone's talking sure. the Low
2: Nineteen thing, yeah. and I really like that. You know, I asked for answers, and I feel like we got a little answer as to why the Fiend keeps attacking the yeah. Legend,
4: the yeah. Legends. Yeah, so that's, I like that. Well, and Revelations is about the end of the world, the end of the WWE. I don't know, something like that, and the Fiend, the Demon rises, and all that. So we'll see. Uh, all right, uh, and then we end the show with this ten-man tag. Uh, what do you want to see? You can take this. Yeah, no, I, I thought with, it was a of. I agree of with
2: you that it was kind of a dud. That's why yeah, it I think this should have ended with the four yeah. horse women thing that, that, that was we a were bad match. About. It was just a dud. It was not a bad match by any means. No. It was just a long, it was just kind of like there. Yeah. We'd already seen most of the, we'd already seen Cedric Alexander and AJ Styles wrestle yeah. earlier. I just don't think it necessarily was this awesome match. I will say. That I love that they gave Cedric Alexander the pin yes. over AJ Styles in MSG. That's a huge deal.
4: Of course it is. People were kind of uh,
2: poo-pooing it when I tweeted that last night. I said, like, you know, Cedric Alexander being given a win over AJ Styles has to show... How highly the WWE thinks of him yes. right now, and people are like, "Oh, they gave Ali a win over Daniel Bryan, or oh, this and that and the other, or Buddy Murphy, blah blah." blah. But like, look at that. those people were clearly highly regarded yeah. in the company too for those wins. They wouldn't just give that to someone they don't regard highly, right? Um, and I thought it was a huge thing for him. And I, the beer bath at the end was awesome.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was so much fun. Great way to end in terms of having Stone Cold come out. We <laughs> wish it would have been Becky, but yeah. You
2: know. I, I also like that I believe Eric, Rowe, yeah. I hate that we still have to call him a different name. Eric. I think he's Eric. Yeah. Um, he's straight edge, too. Yeah. So it made me laugh, like, where he's, like, pouring beer, but you can clearly see that his mouth closed because he doesn't want to drink it and stuff. Um, that made me laugh, too. But, no, all in all, fun segment. It, it, fun, good ending. I didn't... I, I. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it was, like, the best way to close the MSG show. No. But good to have Cedric Alexander being positioned in a yeah. huge way like that, and then fun to have Stone Cold come out and, and, maybe, and have a beer celebration. It, it
4: may just be the ladies didn't want to do a beer bath. Maybe the ladies were like, "No, we don't want to do that."
2: I find that hard to believe.
4: Okay, all right.
2: It's just something to think about. Maybe. Yeah, no, I could be wrong, but I find that hard to believe.
4: All right, fair enough. All right, that's our uh, that's our recap for Raw here on Pro Wrestling Sheet. Thank you all so much for watching or listening to us. If you're listening to us on the podcast feeds very kind of you, uh, Ryan. You want to tell them they can watch, listen, and read everything we do.
2: ProWrestlingSheet.com is where you find all the stories and the. The top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the Raw Smackdown recaps that we do. Any interviews that I post and Wrestling Sheet Radio with me and my friends every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe to the page while you're there. Make sure you like the videos. Make sure you comment. I appreciate it very much. But also if you just want to listen to the audio of these shows while you're driving, cooking, working out, doing whatever, make sure you subscribe on our podcast feed as well. It's on all the major podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio.
4: There you go. That's all you need to know. Uh you can follow him at Ryan Sand, follow me at The Roca Says. Let us know what you thought about Raw and remember tomorrow we got a Smackdown Live recap show coming from Pro Wrestling Sheet as well. Until then, have a good Tuesday and we'll talk to you soon.
3: Cool. Ooh. Ooh.